We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Jacob Keene and Jarrett McKenzie. I've just been told that I'm not as woke as I thought I was. Uh, a little bit. I'm reeling from the pain of that, but uh, maybe I'll get over it. Um, I guess when you're old, it's it's really pathetic when people. It's hard to stay woke. To be no. Hard you know? to stay woke. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you gotta have your coffee. Lit yeah, or fire? I mean, which am I? Come tea. on. There, is that a scale? <laughs> <laughs> it's lit, man. You're always it's lit. lit. You stay lit. lit. Cool. That's good Thanks. stuff. Thanks. Thanks, Jacob. You're my favorite millennial. Number one. Appreciate right it. Right now, I love the beard. Yeah. Thanks, man. I mean, that's the way it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. thought about getting rid of it and getting oh, a mustache oh. like you, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's... mustaches are great on a on an old dude, but I yeah. mean, if you're young, you got to have a beard. It's true. And a jeep. And Don't ride a bird. Have, yeah. Don't no have jeep. a jeep. I mean, you're cool enough. The beard, um, beard makes up for a lot. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, let's uh, talk about something more serious. Uh, if you have questions, we'd love to hear from you. Question hotline, one 429 You can call and talk to a human at 770-429-9166. If you've got a financial planning question, that's where you can find Jarrett McKenzie. Call that number and ask him, uh, ask for Jarrett. Uh, he'd be happy to help you with your questions. Um, if you want to email us with your questions, Dr. Gene at Hensler.com, D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. So, guys, let's uh, answer a question or two. We got a question this week from Michelle from Gainesville. I've been reading a lot more about infusion therapy for chronic and terminal illnesses. seems Bayer and Merck uh, have good pipelines for these. Do either of these companies warrant an investment? Two good, solid, well-founded companies. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of them's kind of dabbles in things that are more agriculture, but still with right. Bayer, we're getting uh, most of their revenue is coming from their healthcare care yeah. division, uh, about 70%. Um, and then you got Merck that's pretty much a straight-up farmer. Well, yeah, with, with uh, Bayer, they had the uh, recent um, merger with uh, Monsanto, so it's a little bit more of that agriculture than before and of course you got all these roundup lawsuits so that's a little bit of a headwind potentially for them right um but i mean just focusing in i i guess on the question about infusion infusion therapy which if anyone's confused it's basically administration through a needle or right. a catheter right something of this nature um want to get it right into the bloodstream the, the, yeah you know instead of having you take pills where your stomach acid might upset the Efficacy of the, of right, the drug. Right, right. So um, I guess Merck has a little bit more of that than Bayer, but just quickly, you know, pushing through these. They actually have a joint venture together that's actually a, a, a somewhat uh, promising drug in pulmonary hypertension. But Bayer's basically top, their top drug is it, it's simple to understand. It's a blood thinner. Right. Uh, that should drive some pretty decent sales growth moving forward. Um it trades at 10 times earnings. Of course, you throw in the ag. It's it's a, a, a little bit mixed as far as that looks, but it right. looks fairly cheap here with a 4% dividend. Of course, you got the risk being in Germany as opposed to you know being back here at home. And then on the Merck side, Merck is interesting because they have you know they have some drugs that are like NuvaRing and Zadia that are going to fall off with some generic competition. Yeah, um, those are but they have this Nuva, one. That's the birth, birth control. control right. They have this one monstrous blockbuster, this Keytruda. Right. It's being that's used new, in 
oncology, and that's where the infusion therapy would come in, and that's expected to ramp to 15 billion in sales by right. um, 2021. The only thing that kind of gives me a reservation beyond the valuation here with Merck is you look at the number of drugs that they have, it's like 100. Merck's strategy has always been to spread their R&D around. Shotgun approach. Yeah, put it in everything. What they've done is with this key Truda in an effort to try and get more indications for it, they've blown more than half of their R&D budget just on key Truda alone. So they've put all their eggs in this basket hoping that they get – FDA approvals for more indications. And for me, that brings the risk up higher. I mean, the expectation for growth is a, a good bit higher than Bayer, but I don't think it justifies the stock being basically twice as expensive on a price-to-earnings yeah. basis. You're talking about 20 times earnings and a dividend yield. I think it's, I think it's what, two, two and a half-ish? Uh, yeah, 2.7. 2.7. Yeah. Uh, one so of the maybe dip too. your toe in, in, Mer- I, I mean in Bayer? Right. Yeah, I think... I. I think if you if you look at the two, uh, returns are much stronger. The profitability is much stronger in Merck, and and um, like you said, expectations. There's there's more debt in in the Bayer. A lot of the things, the fundamentals do point to to uh, strength. But I think when it comes to valuation, you look at the peg, which is the forward PE divided by the growth expectations. It's 108 for Bayer. Uh, it's 198. Like you said, twice yeah. as expensive. Yeah. You know, uh, for Merck, so the valuation definitely leans toward Bayer, but you yeah. got better profitability and potential growth in in uh, uh, Merck, so probably a little more risky investments. Yeah, neither is a slam dunk, but no, if you're going to pick that. one, I'm all right. <clears throat> so we got another question here from Howard Nan. Uh, we're in our early 30s, just purchased our first house. Previously, we lived in a condo owned by Howard's father. Uh, uh, Gave it to them as a rent to own after they were married. Saved nearly everything they could. Put 20% down for the home. Um, for the past five years, they've basically subscribed to the Dave Ramsey budgeting method. Uh, accrue no debt. Uh, monthly cash allowances for discretionary purchases, etc. You know, some of that I can agree with. When it comes to mortgages, we have a little bit of a different opinion. So the basic question is, we're going into this house thinking we'll pay it off as soon as possible. Uh, so that we can live debt-free. However, Howard's father thinks this is crazy. Um, Jared, we're you, torn. Any guidance? <laughs> Jerry, you going to jump on this one before uh, I do? Yeah. yeah, there's plenty to say about this. We could do a whole show on this. But ultimately, I think it, it comes down to the fact that, you know, uh, what, probably the reason Howard's father is saying that is because, number one, h- home or mortgage debt is not necessarily bad debt. Right. It's also debt that can be borrowed at fairly cheaply rates right now. Uh, and so it's not... It's not something I think that should be considered a bad thing. If you have mortgage debt uh, at these rates, then that probably means you're able to uh, keep your liquidity, which a lot of people lose sight of. I mean, paying off the home is great. You don't have that mortgage payment, but you also don't have the cash that you'll need to one day live off of. And while you are still working and have a paycheck, uh, that can be a very meaningful thing. But most people uh, that are, are subscribing to this method and uh, are, are focused on paying down the debt, which is a good thing. That's not a bad thing, even if it's Especially good Especially if it's credit card debt. You want to oh, get absolutely. rid of that high Depends that's, on the rate. That's the bad debt stuff, you do right? want to get rid of. Absolutely. Depends on the rate. Yes, exactly, because the cost of capital right now, borrowing from a bank is very cheap still, even at you know as rates have come up a little 4. bit. 4.34% is yeah, the but, 30-year mortgage rate today. And, uh, and yeah. what have equities done? Historically, uh, I mean, ten, 10 to twelve, half, yeah. yeah, ten and a half since the so 1920s. So if you can borrow it four, 
paid off on the right. normal schedule. You're making three ten. times. Right. So market. look at think about what? it this way. The, the math works, right? That math you're just saying. But you've also got liquidity. People that you're usually talking about this with do, have never been at the point in their lives where they don't have a paycheck other than maybe right. Social Security, right? right. So you're, you put yourself in that place where all of a sudden not only do you not have a paycheck, you're having to live off of this account that you've always saved to and have watched go up because you've been saving, you've been investing, hopefully prudently, and you are seeing increases. Put yourself in that place where now I don't have an income and I've got to start spending down this account that I've been so adamant about not touching, and it messes with people's minds. I see it all the time when they transition into retirement, and this is one of the first things that they want to do. You retire one or two million dollars, I want to pay the house off. That's a, a retirement goal. You can do that. Not a bad idea, but it's probably not the best idea because sure. you're you're going to be locking up the same income, the same capital that you'll need to live off of. And guess what? It's not going to be a very good feeling or place to be when you got, you know, let's say five hundred thousand or a million dollars in real estate and you can't pay the light bill because you don't have yeah. any money to spend. Well, what are you going to do? Sell off one of the bedrooms? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pull the right? chainsaw yeah. out. Here's the thing: you got two options. Sell it. Probably don't want to do that. Right. Or refinance it. And you're not going to know what the interest rate environment looking could like be that seven, far down the road. Could be and let's two. face it, if you've saved money and you continue to pay off your mortgage on, on the amortization schedule that was subscribed to you initially, mm-hmm. you still have that asset that if things did get tough, you could pay it yeah. you could pay it off. Right. You're not you've got the money now. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Well, this is the end of our show where I ask every time, mark it up or down. Jarrett, you first. Got to be up after the start of this week. Jacob. It's been going up, more up, up, up. Up for me. You've been listening to Money Talks. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.